when I realized that one, I want to leave my job and two, I want to pursue something else. And three, I really don't want to do long distance. I heard me like, Hey, what if I just moved to Miami with you and leave my job? And that's what I did. So the, the timing was a little bit driven by that, but I don't think I was going to make it much longer. You are listening to plant strength radio each week. Remarkable stories of plant-based healing, mindfulness, fitness, nutrition, and activism, as told by those with the expressed desire to affect lasting change in our world. Real people, real experiences. Your host, Bobby Lynch. What's up, guys, and welcome to Plant Strength Radio. I'm your host, Bobby Lynch, and on today's show, we have one of our very own plant strength ambassador and coach, Devin Bennett. Before we get into things, we're going to have a little on-the-spot icebreaker segment to warm us up. Welcome, Devin. Are you ready to go? Yep, I'm ready. Awesome. All right, so what is giving you strength this week? So in other words, what is currently motivating you to keep going? Okay. Um, I would say what's giving me strength this week is what gives me strength pretty much every week recently, which is just uh, my driving desire to not be a wage slave and not have to go back into, um, you know, working for just money's sake. So um, having control over my life, that's my ultimate goal and having purpose. So that's, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Drive this week. That's your drive every week. Yeah. Awesome. I'm definitely 100% with you on that. And like once I left my spot coaching at a corporate gym and went full time into plant strength, my happiness was like increased tenfold. So I love that. Um, All right. So let's go ahead and get us started. So we'll start right at the top. Tell everyone how long have you been vegan for? Yep. So uh, I've been vegan for a little over four years now. Um, it was July of 2016, maybe June of 2016. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. And so what was it that really kind of like led you into veganism? Like what were your earliest interactions with animal agriculture, the ethics behind it? What was it exactly that kind of led you to making that ultimate switch? Right. So I've had to think about this a lot because it was kind of unclear to me for a while what exactly led me to that point. Um, I did have a friend, my longest life friend from sixth grade. She was vegetarian and she was always talking about, you know, animal cruelty and trying to get me to stop eating meat. But I was really not listening to her at all. I was really dismissive. I just because she she's one of the those hippie type people and you know, she believes in a bunch of conspiracy theories, too. So I didn't really take seriously anything she said. Uh, but I guess it did plant some seeds, obviously, when your best friend's vegetarian. And then um, my other friend who wasn't vegetarian and was a huge meat eater uh, also went vegan. So, again, that kind of sparked the interest in even trying to make a change for myself. and. On top of that, there were also, uh, I remember walking on campus one day and there was actually, uh, I don't know if it was the vegetarian vegan club or whatever. They they handed me a pamphlet and it did show me like just some images as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew when I was watching, I was like, oh, that's bad. But of course, I didn't feel like changing. So I 
shove that in the back of my mind. So I think I was in a position for a large period of my life where I knew that if I took the time to watch the factory farming videos that I wouldn't be able to eat meat anymore. So once my friend, the other, the second friend went vegan and I decided, Hey, let me try that. I knew by just watching the factory farming videos, that would be motivation for me. I watched the factory farming videos. I watched a random one on YouTube about pig farming Mm. and like I expected it, it did the trick. I mean, it was very emotional for me and I, I went vegetarian on that day and then vegan six months later. Wow. Wow. I definitely connect with you on that because it, it kind of happens. I see this with a lot of people and thinking about my own transition and journey into veganism, you kind of, you become aware of things, but you almost don't want to accept the fact that this is the reality. And so you, like you said, you kind of push it to the back of your mind. What you don't know doesn't hurt you, but in reality, yeah, it may not hurt you, but it's hurting so many others. And so like when you actually give yourself that chance to be exposed to what is actually happening and then connect with, wow, what if I were in that the, the position of this, of this animal, it makes you really start to, to question things. And um, so you went vegetarian. Um, ultimately what led you into going fully vegan and how long were you vegetarian for? Right. So uh, I was vegetarian for six months. Um, I think I, I knew after looking into meat, I, I knew that there was probably going to be some messed up stuff with the egg and dairy industries. So I was going to eventually expose myself to that from the day I went vegetarian. But um, I was allergic to fruits and I was allergic to nuts for my entire life up to 21. And in my head, that was a huge obstacle for me going vegan Mm. because I can't cut out meat, eggs and dairy and not eat fruits and nuts. Right. Um, uh, You're like, what do you even eat at that point? Lettuce? (laughs) Right. I thought it wouldn't have been a good idea. But um, I, I started researching and Googling, trying to find some other uh, person online who had been vegan, but had my, what it was called, oral allergy syndrome. Mm-hmm. And there was one per- random person who said that for some reason they actually lost their fruit allergy after being vegetarian. So I noted that mentally. Um, I didn't try it right then. I right. kept that in mind. And then I think... Three months later, I just went ahead and tried something I was like slightly allergic to because my, my allergy wasn't serious. It was just like extreme esophagus pain for like four hours, it, but it wouldn't kill me. It wasn't like I would. Right. It wasn't life threatening. So it was okay for me to try something and just suffer through it if it caused that. And it was proportional to how much I ate. So I just ate like a small piece of, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was an almond or if it was like a, a strawberry or something, but nothing happened. And I just went through my house eating all the things that I thought I was alerted to my whole life and nothing was happening. So that was about, you know, four or five months in. And once I was at this point, I was like, oh, wow, I can actually eat all these foods. I then watched the egg and dairy uh, videos and then I went vegan. Really? So what specifically, though, were you allergic to? like all every single fruit there is and every single nut there is pretty much um i was alerted to every nut except for um like peanuts and cashews right um which i think are because they're technically not they're the nuts yeah right and 
with fruit. There were, I don't think I was allergic to blueberries. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was allergic to grapes. Okay. Randomly. But everything else I was allergic to is because my body uh, reacts to a certain protein that's in these things as if it was pollen, which I am very allergic to. Mm -hmm. um, so my body reacts to that protein the same way as it would react to you know what that one. Do you know what the protein is? Oh, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I, like, I can't think of it off the top of my head either. Yeah, I'd have to look back into it. I don't have to deal with it anymore, so I don't care. Right. Um, <laughs> but it was um, it was denatured with heat, though. So if I yeah. heat up a fruit, I don't know if I could, I don't think I, I still couldn't eat roasted nuts, though. But if you heated up a fruit like an apple pie, I could eat the apple pie. No, it's fine. It's just okay. apple juice, but I couldn't eat an apple. But what if you warmed like apple juice up for a warm apple cider? No, I could drink apple juice. Oh, oh you could drink apple juice. Okay. And then juice. like, so if in the juice form, it was good. But yeah. Then, I don't know. Something about the way it's processed must have gotten rid of whatever I could uh, eat. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. I see that. And how, like, how long did you know that you were allergic? When, when, like, what point in your life when you were younger did you discover I mean, that? I knew I was allergic from, I knew I was allergic since as long as I can remember. But my mom and dad didn't believe me until I was like 11. <laughs> and so they just kept feeding you fruit and nuts and you're like well, i don't feel good they didn't force me to eat it they didn't, obviously didn't force feed me but i would i would avoid the fruits and i'd say because it hurt me and they just thought i just didn't like it and that's why i wasn't eating it that totally yeah. makes sense. but it wasn't like threatening so you just pretty much like what were your exact symptoms you just had esophagus pain pain you so said it'd be a tingling tingly feeling in my tongue and then my esophagus would feel just very uncomfortable it would hurt to swallow Mm -hmm. for a while mm -hmm. uh, yeah that's pretty much it. it it would last two to four hours and then it would go away mm -hmm. and different fruits and different uh nuts and some vegetables too um it varied i was the most allergic to bananas and now i eat bananas every day right wow that's crazy. that's awesome i mean that you ultimately overcame the allergy by going plant-based i find that really interesting and I definitely yeah. understand, though, like why you would be deterred from wanting to go vegan or plant-based because of exactly what you said. It's like, what do I even eat? Yeah. And eat my meat. biggest wonder, what I wonder the most is, was it giving up meat or was it eating vegetables? Because I really didn't eat any vegetables my entire life, like none. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it was the incorporation of more vegetables that I could eat that allowed me to somehow eat other plant foods mm -hmm. or something I got rid of. I would probably say it was that if I had to hypothesize on anything because it's the same thing with dairy, for example. The reason our, our country in Europe, the reason we're able to consume dairy is because we consume it. Most of the world is actually lactose intolerant because most of the world doesn't consume dairy like our country does and you know, like Europeans do. And so... Because we do that, we build up that lactase enzyme in our in our stomachs to be able to digest it, but to, to digest the lactose in the dairy. But then once you stop consuming it, I remember when I was transitioning to become fully vegan and I was vegetarian, I pretty much I, I stopped consuming whey about four months or so into the eight months that I was vegetarian before going vegan. 
And then about a month went by where I didn't really have any, like any dairy at all. And then I ate, ate a pint of Halo Top ice cream. And I just remember feeling my stomach. It felt like it was a brick. It was in knots. I was in pain. It hurt so much. And it's because I just lost that lactase enzyme or pretty much all of the lactase enzyme that I had had. But it's also funny you say that because I used to have allergies when I was a kid. Like pollen was one of them. Uh, and, you know, on like a level one to four, four being the highest, pollen was, I was a four. Dust and dust mites, I was a four. And I always had to take allergy medicine. And then I just, but I never really liked taking medicine. And then I just stopped one day. And now I'm literally allergy free. The only time I ever experience any sort of allergy symptoms is like during the changes of seasons. Mm-hmm. When it kind of, when the temperature really goes through those dramatic up and down drops, then I start noticing I get a little stuffy for a little bit. But I think, um, I think that's probably what it was. Just like now you started eating so many more fruits and vegetables, you develop the ability to digest them. So where you mentioned kind of like you went vegan, you made this transition during school. Where did you, was this during, uh, this was during college, yeah? Right. Um, well, I made the yeah I made the transition to vegetarian right at the beginning of a semester in January, mm-hmm. and I made this transition to vegan over the summer between semesters. Got it. So, um, being vegetarian on campus, I was I was already cooking for myself mm-hmm. or cooking for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't on the school meal plan, but me being vegetarian for that first semester was really me going to Subway and getting a really bland sandwich of vegetables <laughs> and then cheese because I was still vegetarian. Yeah. And even that already sucked. Right. So my idea of being vegan was Subway sandwiches without cheese. Um, it's, so, it's so funny because that's, that's kind of what it is for most people when they go <laughs> vegan or they go vegetarian and they stop eating meat. They're like, what do I even eat? Uh, but there's actually, they just don't realize there's so many things that are actually vegan. Yeah, I think I need aside from just vegetables. That's why I'm very open to people going vegetarian first because I do think that period of vegetarian is where I got introduced to a lot of new foods slowly or thinking I I realized all the things I could eat slowly because at first it was really just sandwiches with cheese on them and lots of eggs because mm-hmm. I could still eat eggs. Yeah. Um, but then over time. I think I was experimenting with trying to eat like less dairy and eggs during my vegetarian phase. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started using like hummus instead of mayonnaise and then, you know, little things like that. And then when I went vegan, I bought a vegan cookbook, which is really what helped and took me to the next level. That was instrumental in, in making it easy for you. Yeah. I, I it's pretty much the same. When I went vegetarian, I was like, all right, I'm not going to eat meat anymore, but I'm going to do egg whites and eggs because I need the protein. And then I started realizing I don't even really like the taste of these anymore. And, oh, I can eat and do a tofu scramble instead. Oh, wow, this actually tastes really good. I pretty much is the exact same thing, same consistency. And, yeah, it was just a slow transition over time. Some people make that switch right away, but as long as you're progressing in the right direction towards a plant-based lifestyle and ultimately a vegan lifestyle, that's what matters most is just taking those steps in the, in the right direction. So what did you, what did you study uh, while you were in school? Right. Um, so I studied mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually started as a chemistry major. I started okay. as a chemistry major. Uh, a year in, I switched to a physics major for like a day. 
And then I realized <laughs> that I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't know what I was going to do as a career with physics. So then I went to applied physics, which was engineering. Mm. And I did mechanical engineering. Um, you know, how I got into mechanical engineering is like a long story that I, I'm still trying to understand because it was obviously like not the right choice, mm-hmm. but obviously I was convinced it was. And um, yeah, so now I have a degree in something that I'm not really wanting to use. Right. Well, so t- t- tell us a little about that. What led you into mechanical engineering? I think ultimately I've always been someone who's very curious about truth, right? I like, I like to investigate the, universe mm-hmm. and science was at the time when I was first going to college like my way of doing that mm-hmm. that's why it interests me so much um, so which is why I was in hard sciences at first but then I kind of had this moment where I thought well I can't just study science I have to I have to do something more pragmatic for the world and then I realized that, okay, well, engineering involves science. Um, so maybe I can, like, enjoy that. And that, I think that's the main thing, which is, like, this is the closest thing to just studying theory of science that will be applicable to the real world. But the what I didn't notice because I didn't have enough self-awareness was I'm not a very... Uh, I'm not a very... I'm not the kind of person who likes applying things. <laughs> okay. Sounds bad, but I like I, I don't want. I I I I prefer concepts of science. I like the theory of science. That's very very different than applying. You know, the, the usual archetype of an engineer is someone who likes to tinker, like someone who, when they were a kid, like took apart things and put them together. That was not me at all. You know, right. I understand. So, that. I think. The fact that wasn't me at all is why I was so not into engineering. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of I, I understand that, and kind of based on that, with all of your experiences in school, how do you feel that both with navigating the degree and really trying to pursue what am I actually interested? In and figuring that out and then kind of also a combination of all of your experiences in school how do you feel that that affected your veganism before you answer that though we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after a message from our sponsors support for this episode comes from chicken bites hey did you know that every serving of chicken bites has 17 grams of protein and did you know that they're made entirely from simple ingredients? Visit www.plantstrengthfoods.com to find out where you can get your pack of chicken bites and use offer code PSR at checkout to save on shipping. Chicken bites, always made from ingredients you can pronounce. Support for this episode comes from Plant Strength Performance Resistance Bands. Are you looking to get a great workout at any time, even from the comfort of your own home? Well, Plant Strength Performance Resistance Bands are lightweight, adjustable, and stackable, capable of providing a total resistance of 125 pounds so that you can get that perfect pump whenever and wherever. 
Visit www.plantstrength.com equipment to get yours and use promo code PSR at checkout to save on shipping. All right, guys, and welcome back. So before the break, we were going to dive into Devin's experiences during school, discovering his interests with his career and his degree, and then also seeing how those experiences and his additional experiences that he had outside of the classroom affected his veganism. So without further ado, Devin, go ahead and take it away. Cool. Um, So in terms of how my you know, my existential struggle with my major and all of that, you know, affected my veganism. I don't know. They, 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 they very much felt like, for the most part, felt like two separate things. Um, but uh, veganism was the first thing I felt passionate about because I felt like, oh, this is something wrong. This is something I want to change or not veganism is something wrong, but animal yeah. suffering and all the uh, factory farming. So, um, and I, and I, and I discovered, uh, a vegan club on campus, Veggie Jackets was the name yeah. of the club. Um, no, it was, it was because our, our mascot was Yellow Jackets. Okay. Yeah. It's a funny name. Um, but, and I discovered a group of vegans and I learned a lot more about veganism, like the environmental and uh, more deep into the health aspects. I saw Dr. Gregor speak. And, you know, all these things, you know, made me even more passionate about veganism and um, that that discrepancy between my how much I cared about plant based and plant based eating and veganism and how much I didn't care about mechanical engineering, um, you know, made me realize that, you know, one, I might be on the wrong path. And two, can I like maybe I can have a path where, you know, veganism is my my focus. Mm -hmm. So. Um, it didn't affect my veganism per se, but it affected, you know, my outlook on, it made me realize that maybe I could go in that direction, uh, career wise, if I could figure it out. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I understand that. So now, I mean, cause obviously you're a official plant strength ambassador and coach. So what ultimately led you into coaching? Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't go into what led me into coaching without bringing up my Instagram because that's okay. directly connect, connected, right? So obviously, I I went vegan way before I was into fitness, mm-hmm. right? Um, and even though I was an athlete in school for most of college, I was kind of just playing intramural sports every once in a while, and that was it. Yeah. And when I went vegan, I I did lose a little bit of weight. Just a little bit, and then when I went to study abroad one semester, I lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. I lost an extra ten pounds mm-hmm. um, just from having limited options and from walking a bunch um, around Europe. Mm-hmm. And you know, I came back. I was now 145, 140 pounds, 141 pounds, mm-hmm. and um, I had just gotten out of a six-year relationship. Really. Yeah. So um, now, <laughs> like, there's no better way to say it than I was like skinny and full of rage. Like, I was just, <laughs> I was very, um, I was the skinniest I'd ever been, and I was the most angry and just angry I've ever been in my life. So, of course, the natural 
thing for me to do was to go to the gym. Mm. And I took out all of that on the gym. Um, and it had nothing to do with veganism at the time. It's kind of a separate thing. I was just trying to build muscle um, because – the breakup. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, not, not the healthiest reason to uh, pursue a fitness goal, but it was a very effective one. I would say it's definitely really actually a, a healthy reason to pursue a fitness goal because it's a very healthy outlet versus there's a lot of people who go through breakups and they turn to alcohol or drugs. Oh, yeah. So I think throwing some weights around mm -hmm. is definitely healthy. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that of all the ways I could have, yeah, projected my, my emotions and fitness obviously was the healthiest uh, choice yeah um but it, it, it remains central to that for a long time <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, you know between this is like may 2017 now which is three years ago and you know between may 2017 and maybe like august i was that's only over the summer i, I hit the gym really hard i was very successful you know i i i gained all the weight i lost in france and then an extra five pounds so i was at 155 pounds Awesome. Um, then I had a little bit of a setback, you know, school, I, you know, stress from school and like just depression for my breakup just kind of got to me and I kind of backtracked. Um, but then starting in 2018, I kind of, uh, took it like committed to it. And, and that's when I made my main like transformation, my, my newbie gains and went from, you know, um, 145 to 170. Uh, pounds in in wow. the span of that year wow and so it, it's not like i was it's not like i was you know passionate about fitness at first it's just that i i made this transformation i did it on a vegan diet and then i realized that oh this is a significant thing because a lot of people think that this can't be done on a vegan diet and that's why i started my instagram page and it was the starting of that Instagram page and it evolving into something that was more informational mm. that kind of got me interested in educating people about vegan fitness, nutrition, you know, um, and fitness in general. And I've always leaned a little bit more towards the nutrition side because of that, because that was the side where I was educating people on the most. Mm. Uh, and then that's when it occurred to me um, that, okay, well, nutrition and fitness coaching, that would be, a viable way to um, promote plant-based eating at least mm. and um, possibly make a living. And help people do exactly what you did. Exactly. So you yeah. have how many followers now? It's like 44,000? 44, 43.5. Uh, 40, 44,000, okay. So that's... Yeah, sure. We'll say 44,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your Instagram page is awesome. The infographics that you have, they're so informative. They're so educational. And guys, if you're really looking for just easily explained things about veganism, definitely check out Devin's page at Plant Fueled Strength. He breaks everything down, both in the picture and also if you read his caption, he goes into a lot more detail there. So if you're really looking for a great place to come very educated on vegan fitness and nutrition, definitely head over to Devin's page at Plant Fueled Strength. So when did you start your page? So in that period where I had gained the 25 pounds, 
So it was a uh, year. What year is this? Like twenty? That was like twenty eighteen now. Twenty eighteen so now. I I started my I I officially restarted my fitness journey, January twenty eighteen. Got it. Yeah. Um, I had a large amount of my progress between from then to July, mm-hmm. and I started my Instagram page August of twenty eighteen. Yeah. So that last third of the year is when I started it. And again, it was really just going to be a, at first I didn't have any big vision for it. Not like, Oh, I'm going to become a Instagram content creator or something. I just, um, was like, I was just going to make uh, it a blog and like, it was going to be accountability for me mm-hmm. to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a documentation, like a blog basically yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. But um, after a couple posts of sharing my food, after a couple posts where I shared information, and it wasn't at first, it wasn't even information I was making. I was just resharing other people's infographics, mm-hmm. and a bunch of people said, "Oh, wow, that's so helpful." I'm like, "Oh, really? Okay." And then I learned to like make my own because ultimately I wanted to make my own. Um, and in that first four months, you know, I grew to a thousand followers from. August to December, mm-hmm. and then I graduated college mm-hmm. in December of 2018. Yeah, and then instead of looking for an engineering job, I kind of just focused my I focused a lot of my time on my Instagram more yeah. than job applications. I was working at Orange Theory at the time, okay. Um, so I still had a you know a little bit of money, and um, that's when I grew my page from 1,000 to 10,000 by doing infographics and by doing the the bowl posts where I have the foods laid out and the, the macro breakdowns and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. And so did you go right into coaching right away from there? No, definitely not. Um, so I, I was completely just focused on making content, growing on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was my only a- ambition at the time. And I, I still, I knew that some uh, form of coaching would probably be the way that I monetize on it eventually, but I was still completely focused on growing the page. Cause mm-hmm. I knew if I, if I focused my energy on coaching too early, then I'd probably stunt some of the potential growth I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, and I was going to get an engineering job in my head at that point still. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't feel the need to to start coaching at that time. Yeah. I think I'm trying to remember exactly when I started actually trying to help people officially, like not just do content. Well, did I you think ultimately it, get a did you ultimately get an engineering job? Oh, I didn't even mention that. So yeah. Um in May of that year, so January to May, I grew my Instagram to ten thousand. The day I hit ten thousand was the same day. I got hired as an engineer oh, wow. called Southern States, um, which was kind of like a bittersweet sweet feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was relieved that I got a job, mm-hmm. um, but I knew that this job was now going to take away from my momentum on right. my page. It really didn't take away that much. Even though I started posting less frequently, I was still able to like my first three months at Southern States, I still went from 10 to 20,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was really good surprising. Um, and I think 
around 20,000 and about three months into Southern States, I already realized I hate, I hate it so much. Like it was like a living hell. I started trying to use my Instagram to make a side income and like turn it from content creation to also a side hustle. And that's when I started offering not coaching, but meal plans. Um, I would just, you know, tell people, help people understand how they could eat to meet their goals. Um, and I did that for a while, a long while, probably, you know, another six months. Um, well, it's August, no, a little under a year, actually, more like eight months. And then probably, you know, only a few months before, you know, we met and plan strength is when I started considering actually trying to coach people. Mm. And then yeah. you were coaching one-on-one in addition to doing your meal planning. Yeah. And so ultimately, what was that deciding factor where you gave up your engineering job and you decided to go full time into coaching? And I think it's kind of funny, like, because I know, like, I know when you did that, the timeline when you did that, it's we, that's when we ended up meeting. But what mm-hmm. was it that sparked you to make that jump? Yeah. So, I mean, again, the, the second I, I walked into my engineering office, I started planning how I was going to get the hell out of there. Mm. I mean, like the first day I was almost, I was almost like, Oh God, I fucked up. Really? Yeah. Like literally the oh, first wow. day I remember saying, I was like, I, I, I fucked up. Um, Your head or out loud. <laughs> I think the, the, at first it was just based off of my environment the environment was definitely wrong for me the people i was around the location um but then within two weeks i was like oh no i don't even know if i like my actual profession really Um, and then yeah from from one to two months in i was just planning like okay what's my escape plan interesting wow that really yeah and that's why i stayed living with my parents because i knew i could save more money i had no expenses but I was making an engineering salary, which allowed me to make, save a lot of money. I wasn't even paying for my car. So um, I spent a lot of time saving money. Um, I met my girlfriend around this a, a little bit, the same time I, I got hired as well. And um, what caused me to, the, you know, what caused me to do it at 14 months, which is when I left my company was, it, it was just timing and un, I had enough money to feel comfortable doing it. And my girlfriend was about to move to another state and she was about to do that for her career. You know, I lived, I grew up and lived in Atlanta. Um, I met her in Atlanta cause she went to school in Atlanta, but she was coming to teach in Miami. And it was like, we were going originally to do long distance. But when I realized that one, I want to leave my job and two, I want to pursue something else. And three, I really don't want to do long distance. I heard to me like, Hey, what if I just moved to Miami with you and leave my job? And that's what I did. So the the timing was a little bit driven by that, but I don't think I was going to make it much longer regardless. Yeah. What month was that? That's 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 now 14 months. You got the job in May. So then, so that was July. So, yeah, that was July this year. You were officially out. And that's yeah. when- My age was my last day. Did we meet? Before that, or just like right after, because that's when you eventually came on the team. Was the end of the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we met like a med- I mean, 
I was still in the Airbnb when we met, so it, it had to be like two one two weeks after at most. That is yeah. so crazy. I'm just really thinking about this, just the timing of the universe and how things work out. Because I've experienced this so often in my life, and I'm only 26 years old, and I can only imagine just how things are going to continuously play out this way. The older that I get and the more experiences that I have, what just trusting the process and trusting the timing of the universe. I really am a full believer in what's meant to be will be. And when you pursue your passions and what your purpose is, of course, it takes time to really figure that out. And you went through that period of both investing in school and in education and 14 months into a career that you ultimately were like, I don't really like this. But during that time, you were you discovered your passion and you were building it on the side it takes time to do that. And it, there's no set timeline, you know, okay, you have to invest in it, into an education, you have to invest into a career 14 months, that's it. Okay, I've passed 14 months, and I'm still not figuring it out myself out. That's totally okay. But if you keep pursuing that process of trying to discover yourself, it's just so crazy how things ultimately end up falling into place and the easier they fall into place as you continue going on. I just think that's just, I think it's just amazing. Like you leave your yeah. job, you're about to go full-time into coaching. We come into each other's lives and you end up joining Plant Strength and now you're a full-time Plant Strength Performance Ambassador and Coach living in Miami. That's, that's so awesome. Right. That's so awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, that I mean that's I think that's so inspiring and I hope really everyone listening to this episode right now kind of feels that feels that inspiration because guys if you are not happy with your life and if you're not happy with what you're doing it is totally okay to change things up. You do not have to stay stuck because I see so many people go through life very, very unhappy. They're working a job, they're pursuing the paycheck, they're pursuing the dollar, but the dollar isn't what leads to happiness. Yes, of course, it allows you to pay for things because we live in a society where we need to exchange money for currency to put a roof over our heads, to put food in our stomachs, etc. But when you pursue your passion, you're going to wake up every single day and want to get after it. And that's ultimately going to allow that money to come and to continuously come while also being very, very happy. And I can tell you, like I said this at the beginning of the episode, when I left my job coaching at the corporate gym that I was coaching at uh, about like two years after graduating from school, and I didn't even go to school for fitness and nutrition. I went for managerial economics and I minored in Spanish, but I ultimately kind of discovered my passion for fitness nutrition and that I wanted to pursue a career in that. I didn't really have a plan. I just was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get certified as a personal trainer and take it from there. And I got a job in the gym and started building you know, my own stuff on the side. But then once I went vegan, things clicked. And then plant strength performance came into my head. And about four months after that, I was just so unhappy at the corporate gym I was working at. I left and my happiness just shot through the roof. And yeah. yeah. And one thing I one thing I've learned uh, more recently is that you know the happiness and fulfillment you feel isn't based on where you are; it's based on your trajectory. So you know Process. you don't have to, you don't even have to people who want to you know leave what they're doing and you know 
this is something they want. Of course, you know, you have to make sure you have, you know, you can, you can pay the bills and stuff, but um, don't think that you have to, you know, you have to get there. You just have to make sure you're going in that direction in order to feel what it feels like, you know, to have fulfillment. Right. To be happy. And it's just trusting in the process and investing in the process and investing in yourself and your happiness and putting that at the forefront. Because think about this, if your cup isn't full, how can you give to everyone else in your life? That's Mm -hmm. what I always like to say. If your cup isn't full of happiness, then you're so much less that you have to one, give to yourself and two, to give to anybody else around you. So I, I really, I really think that is, that's just so inspiring. And, and I mean, it's, it's, yeah, of course it's going to be a struggle, but you'll figure it out and you can almost will things into existence. If you just stick to the process, trust the process and just don't give up. So I think, I think that is, I just think that's so awesome. And I love your story, Devin. I think it's so, so inspiring. But before we continue on, I'd like to take a brief moment to highlight our team member of the week, something that we do every episode to show our love and appreciation for our ever-growing family. What's going on, everybody? It's Marcus Everett, at Marcus J. Everett on Instagram, uh, COO and co-founder of Plant Strength Performance. And I just wanted to say that I'm happy and proud to be this week's team member of the week for Plant Strength Performance um, and featured on this episode of Plant Strength Radio. I just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and uh, showing love and support for our podcast and our whole platform that we have here. Um, but working with Plant Strength Performance has just afforded me the ability to work alongside a lot of great people, and I've been loving every minute of it. And um, I just wanted to say that if you're kind of on the fence about living a plant-based lifestyle or com- fully committing to being vegan, um, I would say Plant Strength Performance specifically is a great resource. Um, but just surround yourself with like-minded individuals, you know, that are kind of on that same journey. And um, you guys will will help each other get to that end destination. And I've been that's how I got introduced to it. And I've been loving it every minute. So, yeah, thank you guys. And uh, enjoy season two of Plant Strength Radio. And I'll be seeing you soon. Now it's time for my favorite part of the show, our growth spurts and growing pain segment. So it goes, things changing. I know that though I've got no control, that's just the way that we grow. And no one told me what's ahead on this road, so until I break the For those of you who haven't heard of this segment before, at the end of every show, we ask each guest what a recent growth spurt of theirs is, an accomplishment that they're proud of, as well as a growing pain, something that they're still trying to get better with. Both of these can be health, work, or life related. So with that, we're going to start right at the top, Devin, what is a recent growth spurt of yours, an accomplishment that you're proud of? I think my, so far, the thing that I'm most proud of is just being willing to take any risk at all, you know, and not try to do what is expected of me from my family and society. Um, that's kind of like, you know, really just the first step, but it's it's what I can be proud of at this point. Yeah, that's that's really the, the only thing I'm proud of, at, you know, right now. <laughs> right, right. Um, if we're talking about, you know, immediate last month, two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's, and you kind of mentioned about doing what's best for you and not what's best for your family or for your society or for society in terms of what yeah. they think you should be doing. Could you elaborate yeah. on a little bit more? Yeah. I mean, I've lived my whole life uh, kind of unconsciously just doing whatever I, not even what people told me they expected of me, but what I assumed people expected of me, which is, mm. you know, um, cause my parents didn't even put that much pressure on me to follow any particular path, but I was always, I was always kind of just going with the motions. Um, I didn't put much thought into going to college. I just did it. You know, I didn't put enough thought into like, um, what should I choose for a major? I just figured like, what is the best major to go into that will give me money? Because that's what, you know, that's the only point of getting a major. Right. Um, and you know, going to work a corporate job was just like the default. It wasn't until I got to that position and I, saw the entire bleak future in front of me from continuing forward that I realized that I've kind of made a mistake. So um, that realization um, and deciding that I'm not going to try to live by anybody else's standards, but my own and values, that is the most important uh, mental leap that I've had. That's awesome. I really love that. And I think it's, I think it's so funny boxes that we put ourselves in mentally that even even though like you said your parents didn't really put that much pressure on you to do anything specifically and then outside of that it was really quote-unquote societal pressure that was saying oh I need to pursue this type of career because I think this type of career is going to provide money and it's going to provide me enough money to live my life and ultimately raise a family, et cetera. But it's not exactly what you wanted to do or not even what you wanted to do. It's not what you wanted to do at all. What you were thinking, just you put yourself into this box. And I I think it's just so funny because like really like at the end of the day, we are limitless. If we fully tap into our capabilities, I mean, I think it's like something like we only operate at 20% of our actual physical capacity, mental capacity. And a lot of the times that's like, we limit ourselves even more just because of these boxes that we put ourselves in based on what we think our family wants or what we think society wants. So I think that's a really great, uh, I think that's a really great uh, growth spurt. So on the opposite end of the spectrum, growing pain, what is something that you are still currently trying to get better with? Yeah, I think the most essential, the most important thing that I need to get better with is um, caring about people's perception of me. Okay. Um, so even though I might have stopped caring about general expectation, I definitely still deeply care about people's perception. Okay. Um, I care what people think about me, basically. Um, and I think that's, that's definitely limited me um, in many regards, you know. I probably would have started a YouTube channel a year ago if it weren't for that, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm definitely working on just not giving any F's about, um, just people's opinions, uh, and kind of just doing me. And I've definitely, I've definitely come a long way compared to where, where I'm starting. Um, 
but um, and then another is me just really trying to solidify um, my vision for the future and my purpose. Um, I'm kind of, it's kind of like a, you know, it's a very existential thing for me right now, trying to figure out exactly where I want to go. And of course, that's a lot of thought and thinking to do, but for the most part, that's it. I, mean, I think that's, I, I think that's really good, but you also have to think, how old are you? You're 20. 25 25 25 yeah. so the fact that you're already so in line with so many things already at 25 years old there's people who don't even really know what they want to do at 35 45 50 people are just really trying starting to figure things out so really you have a, a great head start and the reason you're so far ahead of the game in a sense of life, right? Is because you've just taken that time to invest in yourself and invest in your, in your growth and, and constantly turning inwards versus just turning outwards and blaming everything else for why your life isn't going the way you want it to. It's really an inward journey to overcome everything and figure out what it is that you actually are happy about and what you want to pursue and you know, what, it is, what is my purpose in this life. How can I make a difference in this world? Just I before we before we finish up, I kind of wanted to touch on more what you just said about what are people's perceptions of you, or what do you think people's perceptions of you are, and and how have they limited you? Because I think it's a I think it'd be really great to kind of like hear that insight also for our listeners, but it might also help you as well. Because I know personally, I've dealt with that fearing other people's judgment, and the more I Put it out to the universe of this is what I was fearing or what I thought people would think. The more I started to realize how pointless it was, and I got to the develop, you know, I developed the true confidence that I have today in myself to say how I feel and do what I what makes me happy. True, yeah, I, I've thought about that too. I, I've thought that um, that the more I just put out whatever, you know, just put out myself, really, um, the less there'll be to fear. Mm. I, I kind of learned that from from Gary V. Mm, yeah, um, <laughs> so so yeah I, I i am realizing that and i'm slowly in the process of, of doing that in terms of what i think people think of me that's a good question you know i started this instagram page and the page grew faster than me you know so i, I went from someone who for the most part kind of lived in the shadows i guess and i i grew a page of forty two thousand people and a lot of that growth came from informational content, which really didn't have too much to do with me. Only a small portion was me. I mean, my transformation definitely helped too. Like people saw the transformation and that caused a lot of follows. Um, so I was kind of just like, my page was just an idea of me um, that I was trying to uh, live up to. You know, I wanted to, for a period, I was like, oh, I'm going to like, I was thinking in the mindset of trying to be a vegan bodybuilder, like being in like a, you know, like a Tory Washington or something, or at least being like a, like, at least like a Derek, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think in order to be that person, I needed to be Derek, someone who Derek was more. Sinet, you mean? Yeah, Derek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For those, for those who um, don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Or all these other vegan fitness influencers who actually do very well. Um, I, I saw that the main difference between them and me was kind of, I felt they were a little bit more charismatic. 
in my head, I'm more rational. I'm more like, you know, I'm more of a thinking person than a charismatic person. At least that's kind of how I see myself for, for, uh, for the most part. And more I am introverted than extroverted, you would say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm on the scale of, you know, one being introvert, 10 being extrovert, mm-hmm. I'm probably a three or four. Right. That makes sense. So I'm just a little bit to the left towards introversion. Mm. Um, and I, and because of that, I felt that my introversion, my actual authentic introverted self wasn't going to, <clears throat> wasn't the right kind of personality for my page and my brand. So I always, uh, you know, I don't even put myself in my stories very often. I mean, I do a little bit more now, I guess, but for the most part, I didn't put myself in my stories because I just, um, because most of my followers follow for information, mm-hmm. my fear, I guess, was that if my personality was, you know, didn't vibe with them or was boring to them or whatever, then that would make them lose interest in plant field strength. Right. You know what and, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And now that you've started putting yourself out there more, both on your Instagram page and now on YouTube, what's the reaction that you've been seeing? Uh, I feel, uh, oh, from people? Yeah. Well, yeah, I noticed that, you know, well, I've noticed that people, you'll attract the people who, who do vibe with you anyway. So, I mean, I, when I, I definitely have a, a good few dozen of people who, who really like me for, for, for my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's been in, encouraging. I think the most important thing, I mean, the most important thing I've realized ultimately is that I need to, instead of trying to change my personality to suit what I think it should be, I need to just dive deeper into who I am exactly. and just be that as much as I can be. And then, you know, the audience that I want will come. Um, and that's what I'll be doing uh, long-term with my YouTube channel. That's My YouTube has been a good practice of that because it's just going to be exact more in tune with who I am. Um, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do it on my, uh, on my plant field strength Instagram as well. Uh, for the most part. Exactly. So. Live, just live your truth, be yourself, be fully yeah. you every single moment. And because at the end of the day, not everyone is going to like you no matter what, there is no possible way to please every single person on this planet almost 8 billion right now and yeah and, you know, that, that it's you feel so much better and going back to the um the growing pain you mentioned before i think a more accurate way of saying caring of people's perceptions of me would actually be saying wanting everybody to like me right it, it's kind of the same but i feel like that's a little bit more precise mm. because i know the way my personality is that there's going to be a good amount of people who don't like me, but they're the people I don't like either. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, it's, and you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. I told Danny this the other day. Uh, you know, you have to, you have to get some haters if you want to actually have fans. Actually, have fans. Yeah, I totally, and I totally understand that. And I'm more on the opposite end. I'm more extroverted, but I, I really, for me. I judge a person based on their character and based on who they are. Like I look deeper into each person, like on the inside, what, you know, what makes up this person? How do they Mm -hmm. carry themselves to the world? 
how do they treat other people? That's what matters most for me, not whether you're introverted or extroverted. And that's exactly why once, once we met and I got to know you, I was like, perfect fit for plant strength. Because that's who I personally surround myself with in my life is people who are really good hearted people. They have good intentions. They have good values. They have good ethics. And that's everything that you are, man. Like I, I truly, truly mean that. And that's everyone who is on the team at Plant Strength. And uh, I, I think that's just like such a really great lesson for people to take away from this episode. If you know they didn't take anything away, one thing they could take away is be fully yourself. I went through the same thing that you did when I was younger, and even still up into. My early 20s, just really worried about what other people thought of me, always wanted to be a people pleaser, not really being one way or the other, trying to stay in this muddily gray zone to appease both sides. But ultimately, it doesn't lead to happiness, your own personal happiness. And then ultimately, everyone else kind of sees you like, well, what? how do you actually feel, right? And then once I started saying exactly how I feel, doing exactly what I wanted that was going to make me happy as long as it didn't come at the detriment of anybody else, humans and animals alike, why we're vegan. That's when my full happiness really came about. And that's when my full, like true confidence really came about. So I think, again, I think that's just like an awesome growing pain. I think it's a really great, really great lesson learned for, for everybody on the show. And and again, one more time, I'm so happy and thankful that you're a part of the Plant Strength family and that we're going to be growing our company together. So before we wrap things up, if you wouldn't mind letting everyone know where exactly to find you online and, uh, and what your, all of your social pages are. So uh, my main social page is my Instagram. It's at uh, plantfieldstrength. Um, that's where you'll find all my tips on nutrition and fitness in terms of plant-based uh, nutrition and fitness anyway. And um, I do have a smaller YouTube channel I just started called, which is now going under the name Strategic Vegan. So it's actually two different names now. I have Strategic Vegan on my YouTube and on my Twitter, which are two my smaller platforms, and then Instagram, Plant Field Strength. Awesome. Awesome. And guys, if you would like to work with Devin, you can go right to his profile page on plantstrengthperformance.com slash Devin Bennett to read more about Devin. And then also right on that page, you can click to apply to work with him. If you also go to plantstrengthperformance.com slash coaching, or just go to the main page and click on the coaching tab, that will bring up all of our coaching options. You can view through them and take our, our ideal program quiz to determine which coaching option would be the best for you, whether it's to work one-on-one -on -one with Devin, with a partner, or to have a program designed for you. And then if you click on any of the apply now buttons and then click on Devin's picture on the coaching application page, you can apply for a free one-on-one -on -one coaching call with him so that you guys can discuss your goals and he can assess your current level of fitness and then help determine the best plan for you going forward, whether that be working together one-on-one -on -one or for him designing a program for you. All right. So one more time, Devin, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to have you and it's a pleasure to have you a part of the Plan Strength family. Absolutely. Thank you, Bobby. 
good to be here. Of course. Of course. All right, guys. And as always, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to share it with some friends. And until the next one, I'm your host, Bobby Lynch, and this is Plant Strength Radio. Plant Strength Radio is hosted by Bobby Lynch, produced and edited by Kiwan Harrison. Original theme music by Alex Brinkley and Tyson Bryce. If you would like to hear more podcasts like this, please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be streamed. To learn more about Plant Strength, the company behind this podcast, please visit www.plantstrengthperformance.com or follow us on social media at Plant Strength Performance. Plant Strength, sustainability for mind, body, soul, and the environment. Thank you for listening.